0: Hello, this is your host, Sonata Allison, and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast, where we're talking about sexuality as it should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast. So as you guys can see, we'll be talking about dancing today. And the way this episode came about was like so random, but I had so much fun talking about this subject um, because I just love the beautiful when there's a parallel or like I didn't mean to that was no no pun intended but like a metaphor you know like dancing can represent different things and marriage looks like Christ in the church and dancing can um be a representation of like relationships communication sex um there's so many different ways that we can uh draw different uh, um conclusions or like I I don't want to say parallel but I guess yeah parallels are like metaphors so um this was a really fun conversation and I think for men and women listen up I think guys will uh really enjoy this episode as well um but yeah let's get into these top episodes and the top listeners so I don't know if I'm I don't know what's happening but it seems like everyone's listening to the same few episodes which is interesting but today's trending episodes are episode 87 wait episode 63 safe people Episode 73, Christian Dating Questions. Episode 84, New Louettes Corey and Keeks. So praying over everyone who is listening to those episodes. Pray that the Lord would show you what he desires you to see. And let's look at our top three listeners. UK, baby. It's the same people. Look at us. We're going steady, Kenya and UK. Look at us. So UK, so United States, I do that every time. United States is first, Kenya, and then UK. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Thank you everyone that has been listening to the podcast. And also remember to keep, um, if you haven't already, uh, rate the podcast so people can find it easier. This is a needed podcast, needed topic in our community. So want the most people to be able to hear it especially from a biblical perspective so that is that thank you guys so much for listening and i hope you guys enjoy this episode let's get right into it hello lauren how are you doing today i'm doing well as well all right so when i have a new person on the podcast i ask a question similar to this um what is something that the lord is teaching you about himself right now
1: the Lord is teaching me that he wants to communicate with us and will be patient while we figure out what his voice sounds like, while we learn to discern it. He's so kind mm. and so gentle. And I feel like I've longed to have a ready ear for the Lord, but I've struggled sometimes to know exactly how to discern. Is that me? Is that you? And I'm just mm-hmm. engaging him with that. And he's been waiting, but like he's engaging me back. And I just find him so patient and kind and and clear. So I'm, I feel mm. like that's what I'm learning right now.
0: That's good. We, we serve a good guy. Right? All the we time. serve a good guy. Just made me want to smile. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: All right. So Lauren, who are you? What do you do? Tell the people about yourself. Yeah, my name's Lauren Matthews. I live... Outside of Chicago, I have done that for the last, it's coming up on 11 years, although I'm a native Californian and I will never claim Illinois as home, Mm -hmm. but it's a lovely place to be. Um, I'm a dating and relationship coach, so I help people demystify modern dating so they can get what they want out of love, find the love that they've been longing for.
0: Beautiful. Love that. So our platforms go hand in hand. For sure. Um. So, yeah, me and Lauren Lauren were having a little chit-chat in the DMs. Um, I posted, um, I'm forgetting her name now, but she put a story up of her dancing with her husband. And Lauren was like, we need to talk about this. And I was like, let's do that. (laughs) So that's why we are here today. So I want to hear a little bit about your background. Like, um, how did your church growing up view dancing?
1: In a word, evil. Like, dancing wasn't Mm. necessarily Um, bad in my upbringing and it's interesting because it's not just like it wasn't relegated to just the way people dance at the club it was like you know we need to be suspicious of tap and ballet and jazz Mm. and modern dance and just there wasn't a lot of comfort or ease with our our bodies in general there was a lot of policing Mm -hmm. of our bodies but like definitely dancing was a no-no
0: Yeah. Wow. And you know what? I was telling one of my friends that I was going to do this episode and she's like, why are you doing it on dancing? And I'm like, well, some churches, you're not allowed to do that. And she's like, what? Yeah. David danced in the Bible. And I'm like, yes, David did dance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He sure did. I was thinking about that when you were, uh, when I was thinking about talking with you and I thought maybe he had a special dispensation to dance, like a special exception mm. for his dancing to be okay for the, for the way I grew up and, you know, mm. I'm not throwing shade on my religious upbringing. I think there were some real benefits to growing up the way I did, but
0: one mm-hmm. of the
1: consequences was just a very um, black and white view of if dancing is, is okay or not. And it was definitely not Okay.
0: Definitely. And I think it's interesting that you saw that verse while still being told not to dance. And you said maybe he had a certain way of dancing. So that's so interesting how our brains do that. Where We're like, we have to somehow make this true. These two things fit together at the same time.
1: Yeah. Make it make
0: sense for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's so interesting how the brain works. But in the same um, <clears throat> nature, I'm going to talk, I'm going to add some verses that speak to this because i I feel like there's some people like girl are you sure you should be dancing i'm gonna tell you and we're getting it right from the word okay (laughs) psalms 30 11 says you turned your way you turned my wailing into dancing you removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy so removing my sackcloth that's what people would wear when they're grieving Mm -hmm. and it says you clothed me with joy then psalms 149 2 and 3 says Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel, which is basically like a tambourine, and harp. And then the last one is in 2 Samuel says, wearing a a linen ephod, David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. Dancing with all his might (laughs) while he and all Israel were, We're bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. So people would worship Christ um, by dancing and people would come out of sadness and grief by dancing. So it's in the Bible, y'all. Take it up with the Lord. It's in there. So that's between you and the Lord, if y'all want to disagree with that. (laughs) So it is a beautiful thing. So um, why do you think, though, that singles should... Take dance classes. What what importance is that for us to be doing as single people?
1: Yeah, I think that. Well, to step back a little bit, like if if you're grieving your conscience, okay, don't don't do it, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a space and so much to learn when you engage Mm. in any fun activity, but especially dancing. So I think for singles, dancing gives you this opportunity, unlike many other places to know it's the right thing (laughs) to be engaging with someone. Any kind of lesson does Mm -hmm. that. But dance class particularly says you're supposed to find a partner. That means it's not against any social rule for you to go up to a stranger and say, would you like to dance? And that's a Mm -hmm. really powerful opportunity to get some practice. Talking to people, getting comfortable in your own skin, building up evidence for yourself that you're not horrible socially, you, mm-hmm. you're you okay. And like, it's a great opportunity to just not have everything so ratcheted up and to like release the pressure of male-female interactions so that you can be thoughtful and mindful enough um, to make a good decision. Maybe not a decision about the person you're dancing with, but like, I think that practice helps lessen the pressure overall when it comes to interacting with people you might be interested in. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think. Do you want to add more to that? Yeah, well, I have a couple a couple of uh little points, but the another one was that just like building any skill, you're going to get more confident, right? If you like dancing, going to a dance class is a great thing to do that you already wanted to do. <laughs> That's going to build your confidence and build your skill, a little bit of exercise, um all while giving yourself an opportunity to interact with new people.
0: Mm. That's good. That's good. That's all good. There's so many different ways I can approach that, but I think that's a great point. Like it, it takes the pressure away from being the opposite sex in the same space. Um, and I feel yeah. like because I grew up with brothers, I didn't really, I don't really have that like weird tension. Mm. I feel like it it's helped me. I obviously I get nervous around guys that I'm attracted to. Um, but I think being around men more, and just being normal and having fun can definitely help you just calm down a little bit more about it potentially going further or just being in the, in the space with a man and not, it not having to become something romantic. It could just be something that you're having a good time with that person. Um, and you're also learning about them.
1: Yes. I mean, when we were chatting in the DMS, I said to you, swing dancing changed my life. And mm, that yeah, just talk about that is a big part of what happened because Um, I grew up in the thick of purity culture. And so there was a lot of pressure put on male-female relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. Necessarily, male-female relationships were sexual. Um, Mm -hmm. There was this romantic potential that every male-female interaction held. And that is so unhelpful (laughs) for Mm -hmm. relaxing and even being able to discern, do I even like this person? It's just always, oh my gosh, I'm talking to a guy. I can't just freaking out. So for me, when I went to a swing dance lesson, all the guys were lined up or in swing dancing, there are leads and follows. I'm sure that that's the same in every partner dance, but everybody who was a lead was put in a line. Everybody who was a follow was put in a line and one line rotated and everybody danced with everybody. And Mm -hmm. in that way, like viscerally, it couldn't be romantically potent (laughs) because we were just stepping side to side for like four and a half or five seconds a quarter Mm -hmm. of a song to practice a move so there was this Mm -hmm. other focus that helped me like be able to stop thinking about the thing that was stressing me out and then I then I could be free then I could just be free to like practice the dance move and have fun and remember my value and worth as a person is not dependent on this person asking me to dance later or um me I'm not performing so that they pick me like We're just at a dance Mm. class. We're just having a good time.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And that that actually reminds me of what I wanted to say as well. Um, Well, I'll ask this question first and then I'll say that. You talked about swing dancing. So what do you think is like the best kinds of dancing? Because I know some people might be like, oh, I could be out here twerking for the Lord. So what is your best, um, like what type of dance or what um, way of mingling do you think is the best way to dance with someone?
1: I think that's gonna depend on the person. I know I picked swing because it's a style of dance I felt really comfortable with uh, because there are really clear rules. (laughs) There are really Mm. clear rules about where everybody's hands go. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very clear to discern what's appropriate and what's not. And for me, with Mm. the level of sheltering I had, I just, I needed some boundaries, man, to help me feel comfortable with with dancing. so I really like swing. I find the community like I've I've been swing dancing in the South, uh, in California where I'm from, here where I'm living outside of Chicago now, and the swing community is always so friendly. Um, mm. It's warm. It's welcoming. Um, I really like the music. I mean, big band is not the only style of music that I like, but East Coast swing is my is my dancing jam. So I think a person should. If you're contemplating dance lessons, after you figure out what lessons are available around you, like look up some YouTube viz- videos about what that dance looks like. And imagine like, do I feel comfortable with that? Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I like swing. I've heard people really enjoy salsa. Um, Contra dancing is even less touching and very energetic. Some people might like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's blues. There's just There are a lot of options for partner dances.
0: Yeah, so I would, yeah, I think all of the dances that you listed just now, the, the two people are face to face for most of the dance, you know, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not uh, in a downward position, and he's just behind you. And <laughs> you guys are not having opportunity for discussion or making eye contact. Um, So I think, I think it really is the partner dancing that, like, allows you to kind of like, move with each other and, and different mm-hmm. things like that, that allows you to um have to respond to each other in different ways than like just twerking on somebody. <laughs> right. And an example Yeah, go ahead.
1: No, no, no. I was just gonna say, and as your skill level increases, there is opportunity for conversation. Maybe in the beginning of dancing, you're real focused on the the steps. But as Definitely. things progress, like there there will be room for conversation as well.
0: Yeah. And I think that's why people enjoy using partner dancing obviously for their weddings and like going to dance classes before they get married so they could do something. Cause I know that that little minute and a half that people watching you do your first dance, that's awkward. That's real <laughs> awkward. <laughs> so I think it's cool when like people go and they um get actual dance classes so they can like do something funky yeah. for their wedding day.
1: They work out a routine. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. But I was thinking about this and I'm like I, the most fun I had dancing with a boy because I was, I went to the little team clubs, you know what I'm saying? I was dancing with the boys um, <laughs> <laughs> just to get them to like me and whatnot, or just to say I dance on this many boys and I got this many numbers and whatever. Yeah. But the most fun I had dancing was when um, I went, I think we were doing either doing bachata or salsa at um, bongos. There's this club in Orlando called bongos and I don't think I was supposed to be there because I was going to my Christian university. We're not allowed to be at clubs, (laughs) but um, we all snuck out. We went down to bongos and I danced with this Hispanic guy and I really enjoyed it because we are like, it's, there's no expectation to be like sexual with him, you know, like Mm -hmm. just like, we're, I don't have to show him what, you know, what I can do or whatever, you know, I don't have to, it doesn't have to be sexual. It can just be like us having fun and we're looking at each other and we're smiling at each other. And like, if you were to step on my foot, it's like, oh, my bad. You know, it's like a fun, uh, obviously a dance, but it's the only way I can kind of explain it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's this interaction where somehow, even though you are performing, right? Like you two are doing a choreographed move, pressure Mm -hmm. is lessened. And there's just this freedom to enjoy the music and as skill is built then you get to like have fun especially as a follow discerning and sensing the lead and like Mm -hmm. awesome beautiful things happen really cool moves and yeah it's a fun experience of being graceful and being led and like just it's collaborative it's i love Mm -hmm. dancing so much it's so much fun
0: Yeah. So, and and I see you're talking about like being led and following. What do you think that would do for a relationship? Because obviously you're in a dance class, you're just dancing, but how could that translate into a couple or a marriage? Um,
1: Yeah. I think part of it depends on what else is going on with the couple or with the marriage. mm -hmm. Like sometimes dancing at dancing is going to exacerbate problems or highlight uh, challenges with communication, or an unwillingness to lead, or an unwillingness to follow, or not trusting each other—it's going to exacerbate that. But I think for people who are not uh, married, or maybe people in, maybe it goes across, you know, any kind of dating, dating, married, engaged, um, any of those relationship markers. I think dancing as a couple, well, taking a lesson together, is this really concentrated opportunity to work some things out
0: like Mm. you have this
1: focus and you have this thing that you're doing that's not your finances it's not your kids it's not household chores it's just we're here to dance and so you get this it can be an opportunity to practice maybe skills that are challenging in another part of your relationship like um I'm married and maybe sometimes in my marriage, not maybe, sometimes in my marriage, it's hard (laughs) to trust my husband's leadership. I wanna Mm. know all the answers and every thought he's thinking and tell me all that. Maybe you should write a white paper and give me your outline and let me know all the details because I just wanna know and I'm not inside of your mind. Um, Mm. But when we dance, I get this physical, like bodily opportunity to notice where he's leading and grow my intuition in following him. So, I mean, Mm. that's a very, uh, it's not a super concrete example. I'm giving an example of like how it could work out, but I think for dating couples and married couples, like the opportunity to grow together through dance is, it's really there. It can be a really powerful Mm. thing, but it's not going to be automatic if outside of the dance class, we're struggling with clear, open communication. We're stonewalling or, you know, in other ways, mm. not facilitating a a healthy, a healthy relationship.
0: Yeah. So would you say that it could probably work out those things? Like it could be, it sounds like it could be therapeutic for people.
1: I mean, it definitely can. I don't think it's going to like, I'm not saying everybody sign up for a dance class and then everything will be fixed, but it can right. be. Right. It can be an opportunity to, just like in single life, right? Take some pressure off. So we're collaborating and give us a Mm -hmm. chance to see, man, you are all right. Okay. Maybe I can keep working with (laughs) you with this budget thing or whatever the problem might be.
0: Mm, Yeah. And someone in the comments of that uh, video that I posted was saying like, girl, in the beginning, I could not follow that man. And I had to learn (laughs) to, you know, follow him and, and let
1: him lead. Yeah. I mean, leads are figuring out their style. They don't, just because they're in that position doesn't mean that they know what they're doing. So they're That's figuring out. That's a beautiful point. Yeah. And and just like the the follow is learning, what does it mean to be a follow in, in general? And then you two are coming together to say, how does this person lead? I mean, I remember that learning with um, my class teacher, who's an expert dancer and like can lead anybody. I felt like I was I should have been on a dance show. Like I was clearly the best dancer, but it my lead was legit. Mm, but then when I danced good. with other guys, it was interesting to build that awareness of like, Oh yeah, he's really subtle with uh, the lead to turn. Oh yeah. He likes to do these spin moves or like, you know, he only likes to spin. So I need to tell him we got two spins tops and then I'm going to get dizzy and throw up. Like we got to, <laughs> you learn different people's leading styles and, yeah, so if you're dancing consistently with the same person, there's that great opportunity to have one other connection point where mm. you don't need the words so much, but you're still communicating.
0: Yeah, and that's 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 literally the beauty of marriage. And I think you're saying, you know, he's still learning to lead. I think that's talking to men in the beginning of relationships, like even in as a boyfriend or as a fiance, um, he's still learning to lead. So I think it allows you to have compassion for people as well like you know what this can reflect our relationship as well maybe i can empower him to be the lead for me maybe i'm not maybe i'm not trying to always be the lead and allow him space to make mistakes allow him space to figure things out instead of grabbing the lead position all the time
1: because it doesn't work like you can't dance with two leads it's mm. it will not happen and you know you were saying like he's he's learning how to lead. He's already been leading himself. So he's learning how to lead this partner. He's learning That's good. and quickly he's learning. Okay. She responds really, really quickly. So I don't need to be as demonstrative. Oh, sh- she might not really pick up, you know, a different dance partner. She might not really pick up on my, maybe I'm being a little too subtle as a lead. So I need to be more demonstrative and help her see where I'm trying, trying to go. Like he's, he's adjusting to you. I, th- I think, Yeah, I I didn't realize I highly recommend this so much, but for couples, it's such a great opportunity to have this, I keep thinking the word visceral, this visceral bodily experience of something that's happening intellectually, emotionally, spiritually on other realms in your relationship that like you're working it out and seeing it demonstrated. It's so clarifying.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think the point you made too, that he's been able to lead himself. People, we need to, that's real. That's real right, right there. We need to remember like people were able to lead themselves before we got to with them. Maybe it wasn't the way that you thought they should have been leading themselves. Maybe his mattress was on the floor and he, <laughs> he didn't do his dishes every day. <laughs> okay. But he was able to make it through the day.
1: <laughs> he figured it and out. Lead
0: himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it just allows us compassion for the leader. Right. But then mm. also for the follower. Um, there's a, there's a huge amount of trust in that. You have to learn to trust that person, right?
1: Yeah. If you're on a cro- in a crowded ballroom or on a crowded dance floor and your partner starts leading you backwards, I mean, you don't know where you're going. You can't help yourself. He could be just unskilled and therefore leading you into other people. Oop, there goes your shoulder. Mm. Oh, there goes your head. Like <laughs> you could be running into things. It definitely takes a large amount of trust that your partner's paying attention to you and your facial expressions your the communication that you're giving back and also that he knows what he's doing or he's humble enough to own i don't know what i'm doing so let's let's revert back mm. to these simple steps so that we can stay okay and we'll try again you know the next dance
0: yeah and i think it, that's kind of the dance within the dance humility and trust mhm mhm um because and and you know, out, outside of dancing, that'll, that'll be swapping at different times, right? Where so one person needs to be more hum, humble and the other person needs to be more trusting and then flipping that as well. But, um, I think it definitely tells you about yourself too, because if you have a hard time trusting your partner and dancing, then we can ask the question of where did that start for you? You know, why, why, why is it hard for you to trust me when we're dancing and, and seeing like how it's reflecting in your relationship and, where did that come from for you? Was it in your childhood? Was it in a past romantic relationship where that person led you into someone else's shoulder, you know, Mm -hmm. um, or led themselves into someone else's arms literally. Mm -hmm. So.
1: And is it more global or is it, is it just the dance? Like, is this more global about the relationship or do you, are mm -hmm. you just learning a new thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. there There are really good things to, yeah. To suss out as if a couple were willing to do that, if both people liked it and, wanted to participate yes dancing
0: oh my gosh there's so much there's so much in it because they're um I don't know if you know about the Gottmans but they are um marriage specialists basically they they do research and they do count they do therapy and they um compare dancing to like salsa sorry they compare marriage to like a dance or salsa Um, and I think they dance as well. They do salsa Mm. together, which is really cool. (laughs) Um, so they literally know that it can be like that. So yeah, it's just really cool how dance can relate to relationships as well. Was there anything else you wanted to add about that?
1: I think that, yeah, the dancing relating to relationships, like the metaphor is just right there on the surface. Um, but I think it's also a really helpful thing on your own. You don't need to be in a committed Mm -hmm. relationship to really benefit from dancing, especially if the unhelpful parts of purity culture or other parts of your culture have like made it high pressure to date. Mm -hmm. Like it was for me dancing really helped me like clear space in my head so that I wasn't unnecessarily burdening interactions so that I Mm. was able to get free and just engage with people and discern do i like this am i physically attracted emotionally attracted like is this person even cool <laughs> or am i just hyped mm-hmm. up that they're not a girl and i'm mm-hmm. in the i'm next to them like it was mm-hmm. it has been such a helpful experience and i'll say this for the guys that are that are watching that feel intimidated or like nobody is going to let them date them or they feel really discouraged i think it's dancing is one of those scenarios where everybody is expected to interact. So you don't have to think like question is, am I going to dance with someone is you have an Mm -hmm. automatic win because you're at the class. So like Mm -hmm. that can be a real help in getting experience to be comfortable interacting with women.
0: Yeah. and, And that, that helps with men. Obviously men are the ones that are supposed to be pursuing women more than not. Um, so it helps with the fear of
1: rejection too. You build up that tolerance. Like mm -hmm. it's a, if it's okay in dancing that someone says no to your dance, if you're able to get a rejection from a dance and reason for yourself, this doesn't mean I'm a bad person. This doesn't mean I'm never getting married. This doesn't mean I suck at life. It just means she didn't want to dance with me right now. That builds so much experience for the equivalent, which is, okay, she didn't want to Go out with me. She didn't want to give me her number. Nothing mm-hmm. about my awesomeness has changed. I just don't go out with this person and it's all good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's helpful too, because you don't run and hide at a dance class, right? You got to just go, go to the next girl, go to the next person that's right there next to you. You try again. And somehow the dance teacher is going to help you find somebody in that room to that's dance right. with. And if not, they'll dance with you. The dance teacher will dance with exactly.
1: you. Exactly. Yeah. There's no losing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that just, that reminds me of God. You know what I'm saying? That's beautiful. Come on. He going to dance with you. Right. Even if you don't have somebody to dance with. Come on, somebody.
1: That's right. That is right.
0: Oh, look at God. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> um, but one of the things that the girl said in the video was, um, the more confident he is, the easier it is to follow. So
1: can you talk a little bit about that? I've definitely had that experience. Um, the more confident. And I think that's interesting that she said the more confident. She didn't say the more skilled. She said mm. the more confident he is. And maybe she means skilled, but when someone owns, I'm about to to lead this thing, mm-hmm. then you know, all right. Even if we do the same f- four steps the whole time, he led that thing. And I didn't mm-hmm. have to wonder, guess, try to anticipate him and trip over myself. So yeah, there's an ease that comes. I think if we relate this to dating, I think One reason dating is hard for a lot of guys is that they don't feel as confident leading or they're trying to discern. I don't want to get the bad reputation of being an alpha male, right? Mm. Dogmatic and I'm going to bully someone into doing what I want to do if that's even what an alpha male is. Mm -hmm. But there's also this... but. I can't just leave it all to her. Like someone has to do the asking. Someone has to make the plan for the date. And so mm-hmm. there's this. I was thinking I was reading a book called The Art of Gathering, which is not about dating at all. And in it, the author Priya Parker is saying parties need a leader. You need to lead your guests. You need to tell them what to do. That's not going to squelch the fun. And it just made me think of dating and like is that part of what's happening? There's a dearth mm-hmm. of leadership. Because people are trying to not step on toes, be be too nice. And then Mm -hmm. nobody is saying, let's do this next. (laughs) I have a If If a guy is inclined to see himself as a leader, um, there's nothing better he can do than to lead confidently from the beginning. He's leading himself. And then he's leading by saying, put your number in my phone. I'd like to take you out. Or... Mm Meet me here at this time. It's not the same thing as being bossy. It's it's supplying a necessary leadership.
0: Yes, yes. And I think that the point you made is there is a difference between being skilled and being confident. Mm. But if men understand, like, you can build skill. <laughs> you can build a skill. If you do it over and over again, you can build a skill, right? But being confident, walking in, knowing that it's something I can try, just go in with your try. And that can be, that can translate to you know, trying to get a girl's number. You don't have to have the best pickup line. Like girls really don't care about that. Just say like, even if you're fumbling over it, you know, like, uh, can I, I need your number. (laughs) You know, it's like a fun interaction um, to be like, you know what? I always appreciate men, even if I'm not attracted to them, to try to approach me. Like, I will applaud you for approaching me because that's already scary enough. I got a resting mean face. (laughs) So just approaching me is like, you know what? I'm not attracted to you, but I'm flattered. I'll say to them, you know, so there's so much beauty in, in just trying and, and, uh, being confident enough to try. And I also had a, I had a couple in my office lately. Uh, I think it was this past week, actually. Um, and she wanted him to lead, but in the beginning, she's saying, Oh, we're kind of just like a, a complimentary type thing. And I told him about this research that I saw I think there's a video actually on YouTube. You could probably watch it where they just drop these I don't know if they're toddlers. No, not toddlers. Maybe like I don't know how old they are. Like maybe 9 to 12. They drop these kids in a home and they just leave and they <laughs> watch they watch them from a camera. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so at first they're doing crazy stuff, jumping on the trampoline, eating eating brownies and and Cheese it and all the bad things they could possibly get in their bodies and they're um, running with scissors and just doing all the crazy stuff that they shouldn't be doing and at one point the kids just start getting sad and they're like where's my mom like who's gonna make us dinner <laughs> who's gonna feed us a real hot meal like this was fun while it lasted but like we need somebody to take charge and some of the little kids tried their best to take charge they're like they literally sat down and were like you can lead us to one of the kids and the kid's trying to figure it out. You know, like, I, I guess I could try to do this. Um, but the parents come back and they're like, oh, thank God they're back because we need someone to lead. We need roles, right? Yeah. So even if it's not like, you know, some relationships will say like, oh, well, I don't want to say that my husband is the head of the whole relationship. Okay, but there are things that you're better at and he's better at and maybe things that you he might be better at, but you still need to lead in. Um, mm-hmm. The couple that I'm referring to is, The wife is actually more well-versed in theology, but she wants her husband to lead spiritually. And that's the conversation we just had. It's not about skill. It's about confidence, Um, right? So if you feel like you can sit down and um, I had to kind of use sale words because he's a salesman and he didn't feel confident in um, sitting down and having a conversation with her. If you can sell it to her, sell her the chapter. And all she wants to see is that you can take lead. So I think that's a really good point you made between Skill and
1: confidence, and I think you made the great point of bringing up followers. Women are great; can be very gracious. I'll, I mean, there's there's always an exception to a rule, but there are so many women who are like, "I don't need you to be perfect. I need you to. I need to see your effort. I don't need to see perfect execution every time. I just need to see that this is something you're aiming to do. That you consistently bring up spiritual things. You don't have to." give me a dissertation every week for your couple is example, but like,
0: mm-hmm. can
1: you say, babe, let's pray. Can you initiate spiritually focused engagement, even if you're not the more knowledgeable person, like that's, that goes to the heart. That's, that's way more important.
0: Yes. Mm. Um, and who would have thought dancing would bring so much of this to, you know, the surface, but I think it is just a beautiful thing. So I guess, like, last things, like, what do you think you, if you can encourage someone to dance or, you know, either by themselves in, or in a couple, what's, like, the lasting thing you want them to hear?
1: This is probably really human, but I feel important to, it feels important to say, the thing I'm about to say, I didn't, it didn't originate in my mind. I read it. Um I read, uh, the, I don't know his last name. His first name is Connor. His handle is Man Talks, and he recently posted. Yes, love him. He's terrific. Such helpful information and a really winsome approach. But Connor was posting about our relationships, and he was encouraging men to pay attention to what happens inside of themselves when there's relationship conflict or their their partner is is doing. I don't know. They're having a conflict or having some sort of. Inf- interaction, pay attention to what's happening to themselves. And so I think that that's important advice. You're not going to, it takes two people to dance and you're not going to be able to be your partner or fix them. So as you're having these interactions, if you're single and going to a dance class, which I would say like sign up for weeks of a class, um, or if you're partners and, and partnered and going to a dance class, pay attention to what's happening inside of you. What what parts of the process make you feel anxious or what parts are you really enjoying? And practice noticing that and communicating that to your journal, to your trusted community, to your partner, because I think the lessons that we talked through that happen in dancing are there for you. And they're going to be specific mm-hmm. to you. So really pay attention. How does How does this feel? Where am I uncomfortable? What am I thinking? And I think there's so much growth opportunity when you do that.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. That's that is really helpful because there is a possibility that they will go to this dance class and trip over feet and get frustrated with themselves. Oh, not um, a possibility with the other
1: person and it's a probability. It's gonna happen. It's yeah. definitely gonna happen. hmm
0: Yeah, they're definitely gonna and yeah, they're definitely gonna end up experiencing that. And then you don't wanna you don't want to go home holding that by yourself because it's good information for the person you're in relationship with, but also with yourself, because if you don't, if you just drop that there and say, you know, I'm not even thinking about that experience. I'm never going back there again. You're missing out on opportunity for growth
1: as well. Yeah. I mean, I remember vividly a particular night of dancing where I was, I felt like I messed up every dance and it was interesting. It turned Mm. in my head into like, none of these men like me. And then it was like, I mean, do I like these men? What am I, am I really putting my whole value, in a three minute and 30 second dance, that can't be it. And it was it was a mm-hmm. helpful point to like reel it back and say, well, if I need to figure out my beauty, all right, I need to do that. But this is dancing. That's not what's on the table right now. Right now, it's just mm. the thrill and the enjoyment and the pleasure of something I really like doing.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a great point too, because it, it allows you to be completely present. You don't have to use a phone, a tablet, a computer, a laptop, or or like a screen to engage with this. You're literally just being present with that person. And we lack that so much in 2023, um, or just in general, you know, in many years since technology was created. So just being able to have a shared experience with someone that has nothing to do with a screen. You can't hold your phone while you're doing it. I guess you could like pause to do that, but For it so. takes a lot more <laughs> focus to do that
1: (laughs) which is a blessing to be fully engaged like you said yeah
0: yes yes so thank you so much for coming on the pod can you tell people
1: um where to find you yeah absolutely thank you for having me um i'm on instagram and facebook and pinterest and i'm not really on twitter all with my name at lauren matthews which is spelled unusually M-A-T-H-U-E-S, at Lauren Matthews. (laughs) And you could find me at my website as well, laurenmatthews.com.
0: Perfect. Wonderful. Okay. So as you guys know, you can follow The Parallel at The Parallel Pod on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, Remember to speak the truth in love, kiss the sun, and I'll be talking to you guys in two weeks. Bye.